Wait a minute. What? what? <laughs> Wait a minute. You go you gonna coochie coo somebody with a knife? Coochie coochie coo with a pocket knife? I've done it before, yeah. <laughs> before we get into this episode, I've gotta get something off my chesticles. Yes, I said chesticles. You'll survive. I almost quit. Like I legitimately almost quit. Because I played seven minutes of the original part one of knife play and my mother cried. She isn't a crier, but this lady sobbed a full on a boohooing. And that was hard to reconcile with. That my baby made her cry. But now we talked about it, moved on through, we got delivered. So, with that being said, welcome to the first episode, the newly posted episode of 2022. This is part two of Knife Play. You are now listening to another episode of the Kinky Heathen Podcast. Or do you think non-straight people can can enjoy this as well? Uh, definitely. Um, anybody can enjoy this type of thing um, if they're open to it. If their curiosity is peaked enough and they want to try it, definitely. Um, it, <laughs> there's no there's no 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 gender, uh, sex or creed that would probably prevent somebody from you know probably having the desire to try it and maybe even enjoy it. Um, I understand that because you know, a lot of times when it comes to these things, it's really just based on what we were taught as far as not being normal. Um, what we were taught as far as, you know, what is considered deviant or uh, perverse or just all out weird or however you want to say it. So I still, you know, I still had that belief that anybody can enjoy it. You just got to get past those hangups and, you know, those falsehoods that you were taught i think that's a with anything in this community i think it's a matter of challenging your own school of thought like you said i think it's yeah and getting over the fact of what people will think about you mm-hmm. yeah i was just gonna repeat you don't need anyone's validation i definitely agree with that because this is one of those things that i'm not sure people would out would outwardly want to validate i think it's one of the things that either you're curious you're into it or you're not exactly Tell me something that um, you wish people, you well, you think people should know about it. Like, 100%, you think everyone should know about this. If you could have one blanket statement about knife play that you think all people of color, black folk, melanated folk should know about it, what would it be? I mean, it could be a fun experience um, when, it's, when it's done properly, when it's done in a more safer manner. Um, you know, if it's something that you're interested in, learn about it. Read about it. See how it can be done in a safer manner. See how it can be done in a fun manner. Because it's not always, you know, a mind fuck or a uh, a matter of fear play. You know, it could be fun. I could, I could take a knife and tickle you with it and have you laughing the entire time. And you'll probably forget that it's a damn knife. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Wait a minute. What? what? <laughs> Wait a minute. You go you gonna coochie coo somebody with a knife? Coochie coochie coo with a pocket knife? I've done it before, yeah. <laughs> Take a little small throwing knife, hold it a certain way, poke here, poke there, the person starts jumping around <laughs> laughing and all this other stuff. Definitely. Oh. In I can't imagine a coochie coochie coo with a knife. <laughs> like nothing really comes to mind. <laughs> like I can't picture that. <laughs> I'm trying to, but something about that doesn't doesn't say. Uh-huh, it just doesn't. <laughs> and like I said, it's not always a knife. I mean, it, um, 
there's a thing called uh, Wardenburg pinwheel. Um, pretty much just a, it's really a medical utensil um, that's used. And it is just that. It's a medical utensil. It has a handle um, with a wheel at the end that has several pins going around it. And you just run that along the skin. I mean, it, it can be ticklish. It could be painful. It could just make you feel uncomfortable. Um, and like I said, when it comes to this type of thing, when it comes to this type of thing, however you choose to apply it or negotiate it, how to apply it, it doesn't always have to be painful. It can be very sensual. It can be very fun. It can be very comical. Uh, whatever the case may be, whatever you're aiming for, focus on that and strive for it. For those of you that don't know what a pinwheel, what type of pinwheel he's talking about, consider the the little rolly piece they use at pizzerias when they're trying to put to put um to puncture the dough a little bit before mm-hmm. they bake it. It's similar to that. It's not the exact same thing, but if you can picture that in, in your mind, that's what it would be like. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What is something that you wish people would stop asking about it or stop saying about it? Uh, well, to put it bluntly, oh, so you like to cut a bitch? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Either that, or or oh, you must be like Dexter. You got your own little uh, blood room, murder room, or whatever. No, I don't have none of that. No, no. I mean, would you admit to that if you did? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I cannot confirm nor deny that. Um. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, it's the person. No, nah. nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't confirm or deny that. Anyway. Oh, okay. Then no. I'm just kidding. Insert, just kidding. insert the, the 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 scream. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can we talk about a couple different types of knives? But what are the most common types of knives that are used with this? Um, it's it's usually expressed that you should use um. Just your regular hand uh, hand knife, for instance. You know, you can use a butt. What is a regular hand knife? Okay, well, let me explain. Let me. I get to that. I get to that. So you don't want something with a lot of moving parts, for instance. So a pocket knife is not always what you want to do, especially if you are engaging uh, with someone who wants to be cut because blood gets into places and you're not always able to clean it properly. So you want a knife that doesn't have a bunch of moving parts. So just your typical knife that has, you know, the hilt, um, the blade itself, that's it. And of course, you know, the guard that usually be between the, the hand, the hilt and the blade itself. So just those, just that typical basic knife is what you really want to work with. Um, now, I myself, like I mentioned, I work with machetes sometimes too. And so the machetes that I have actually have a serrated edge on the back side of what? it. What? Um, what, yes. what type of... Okay, go on. You just shocked me. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, like you would typically see on a saw, right? So you got your typical blade edge on one side, and then you got the serrated edge on the other, on the on the opposite side. Um, I use that one particular because almost like the pinwheels, you know, sensation that you get, um, I could like rock that back and forth, you know, on the skin. And so it kind of gives that feel as well. Um, but usually with, based on that type of machete that I have, those machetes, I'm able to clean them pretty well. Like wh- whether it be me soaking them in rubbing alcohol, 
directly afterwards because it gets all between the little parts of the serrated edge. Um, but as far as the knife that you want to use to start out with, a butter knife. That's what you you can start off simple with that. And it doesn't even have to be a butter knife. It could be a card, a credit card. Oh, okay. Especially if you have somebody blindfolded. They don't know what you're using. You could just say to them, I want you to be perfectly still. I don't want to cut you. And you'll see that body immediately tense up. And all you're using is a credit card. Listen, all I thought of was a tip drill video. <laughs> That's what I thought of. But it does it does sound erotic. Mm-hmm. You say it like that, it, it it definitely sounds erotic. So it really can be can just be anything with an edge. With with a with a sharper edge. Mm-hmm. Anything that anything that could really resemble the feel of a blade's edge on your body. And in this case, like I mentioned, a butter knife, a debit card or credit card. Um, even say, for instance, if you just want to work with points, you can use a chopstick. Chopsticks typically, well, the ones that I've seen, have a pointier end. And you can use that to poke someone. Even that'll be enough. Even though it's blunted slightly at the end it's still enough to create a sensation of being poked with a blade. Tell me more about the blindfolding sensation of being, being poked, because I like the idea of a chopstick. I think that that's a low barrier to entry because, you know, go look a Chinese yeah, spot but, tell you, tell your yeah. person we about to get nasty. I got some chopsticks and a blindfold. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't typically tell them you have some chopsticks, <laughs> um, but you know, so, you know, based on what you negotiated, you know, the person is comfortable being blindfolded. So you have them blindfolded and it makes it easier to create any environment that you want. You know, you can put on music, you can just leave it silent. Um, so as I mentioned, you know, I'm using a debit card or maybe even a chopstick and I tell them to be perfectly still. I don't want this knife to go through you. Or I don't want to cut you. And even if you're just using a debit card, here's a little trick mm-hmm. for some of your listeners. Even if you use a debit card, if you have like some, I don't know, some warm oil or coconut oil or maybe even honey, actually make the motion as if you're running the card across the flesh. I'm like, oops, I think I nicked you. And let some of that warm coconut oil kind of run down their back a little bit they may actually think that they were cut and bleeding now. Huh. So that's, so that's a bit of a mind fuck. Um, so you have those situations where, like I said, you can create any environment you want when a person is blindfolded. And then also keep in mind when you're, when one sense is, uh, when one sense is lacking and it enhances the other. So that means the touch is enhanced. Hearing is enhanced. Taste is enhanced. Smell is enhanced. Hearing is enhanced. So you use all those typical things. So like another thing that you could possibly do, even though you're still just using Mm -hmm. a credit card, maybe take a fork and a spoon and like knock them up against each other. So you hit that metal on on metal clank together. Wow. Yeah. So this person is wondering, what the fuck is that? What What is he or she about to use on me? What are they about to use on me? So you think the the suspense adds to it? Yeah, the suspense definitely adds to it. You speaking to them while you're doing it adds to it. You know, like I said, those those little sound effects, background noises that they're hearing 
adds to it. Would you ever allow someone to do it to you? Um, I actually have. I actually have. I'm the type of person that I feel like I need to experience what it could be like before I actually do it. So it, while in the process of learning, um, I did let someone, uh, you know, use a knife on me and do some of the techniques that I mentioned. Um, and granted, you know, it's not always, you know, it's not always the same for everybody. Um, but at least as far as being a top, you have a better idea of what type of experience this can create or uh, what type of, uh, yeah, what type of experiences create. So, um, I can, so I have an understanding of how a person can be triggered, even though I've never been held at knife point, I definitely can empathize with my partner at the time who was triggered by this. Cause I know what a knife feels like being kind of poked in my side or whatever the case may be. And you know how nervous I got that, Oh, what if this person slips or, you know, is this person angry with me? I don't want them to hurt me. You know, whatever the case may be. Um, so I have the I have those experiences where I can relate and empathize as far as, you know, somewhere on the spectrum that a person could be feeling. And then also as far as how it feels, as far as the actual object touching me. So as I sit here, I'm trying to put myself in in the in the realm of this, from your point of view, what what do you get from it? Well, I mean, some of the things that I mentioned, I mean, I like I like the look of steel against melanated mm-hmm. skin. Um, I like te- I you know, I call myself sometimes a teaser of flesh. I like t- I really love teasing flesh. And in this particular instance, I'm I'm literally doing that. Um, I do like the so- I even like the sound of metal on metal. In this case, two blades knocking up against each other. Um, you know, I even enjoy the sound of me rubbing, you know, um, running the blade along a person's skin. You know, if a person has a little bit of peach fuzz or body hair, you know, that creates a certain sound. And then also, even if it's bare skin, you know, just bare skin, no hair, hearing that running along the skin, I like the sound of that. Um, you know, if I'm doing it along with wax play as far as removing the wax i like i feel like i'm painting almost like this person is my canvas even though i'm not actually using a paintbrush and some paint i feel like i'm painting as i'm running the blade along somebody's skin so yeah it's those things for me you have a really seductive way of speaking about it i just was thinking when you said peach fuzz i was like so so you dry shave people too <laughs> I mean, depending on how sharp the knife, I could, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you want me to take a little off the top? I got you. I got you. <laughs> Not a little. Oh, God. Because that was actually going to be my next question. Does it extend to other parts of your life? Like, are you, you know, without here, you know what? I'm going to, you know, I'm using straight edge and I'm going, and I'm going to shave your legs. Hold still. Where I'm going to shave your coochie. Hold still. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm done that a couple of times um even though like say for instance you know person tells me well they don't typically use a razor okay well we can use some clippers i got you um so yeah i've definitely done that i've helped um do a bit of uh womanscaping you know trimming the you know the bush a bit you know things like that uh taking a razor doing that as well um shaving the legs yeah, I'm not ashamed to say it. Yeah, I've done it. Mm-hmm. I had one. <laughs> I had my uh, ex fiance actually shave 
my my vagina. Mm-hmm. He was like, "This is weird," and I thought, "This is awful," because <laughs> we're you we're supposed to love one another, and you shaving me talk about some this is weird. I mean, just let it be a turn on. Just just go with it. Just go with it. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, "This is a really intimate moment," and you kind of you kind of ruined it. Thanks for that. And I think if I was going to really really be into it, I think that would have been the start of it for me. But because it went so poorly, mm. I was like. Well, there goes that. Well, I guess that that's that's the end of it. <laughs> Are there any other names for the, for this? I mean, of course, people can can look up peakerism and they can look look up knife play. And you said edge play. Yes, edge play. Now, edge play is more like a I guess you could say umbrella term because uh, when it comes to edge play, it is it's the more riskier side of types of play, and um, knife play definitely falls up under it. Uh, from there, you go into things like blood play and uh, rough body play, and so on. It just it, it just helps describe that level of you know risk, I guess you could say. So, with this, are you do you find yourself being more interested in blood play? Um, I, I've had a couple of scenes like that where you know the person wanted to be cut. Um, it was definitely an enjoyable experience. Um, however, I just want to make sure my tools are clean afterwards. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I become really anal afterwards as far as cleaning my tools. And that's not, that's nothing against the person, but I want to be able to use them again. So, uh, for that particular instance, I didn't use the particular, uh, knives that I use for that scene again. Um, until you know i I just never use them again like so they were just for show after that um but i do i do enjoy a bit of knife play when i'm able to do it um i'm just really anal about cleaning my tools afterwards my my knives my babies my ladies (laughs) did she bleed that much that 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 the web that the i don't want to call them weapons but that they could that the the... no no let's get well let's get one thing straight let's let's not forget it these are weapons these are weapons that's nothing to be even sugarcoated about. <laughs> okay, I didn't want to of- offend you in in my terminology. No problem, no problem, not at all. But the question still remains: Did she uh, did she bleed that much that 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 the knives were unusable or 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 could never be cleaned to your satisfaction? Um, well, no, no, she actually didn't. The way we uh, the way we it was actually a co topping scene where me and another top. He took one, her one side and I took the right side, the left side and the right side. And um, so he was on the left. I was on the right. So pretty much we would. It was almost like taking a pencil and lightly cutting the top layer of skin. So, yeah, there were beads of blood running along. And at, at a certain point, she even asked us to kind of itch our initials on the top layer of her skin as well. Um, but even still, the knife that I was using was really small. Um, you never want, and granted, there's are, there are situations where droplets of blood can kind of run down the, run down the blade that you may not notice. So that's why when it comes to cleaning my blades, like say, for instance, I would probably soak them in, in rubbing alcohol afterwards or, uh, some other type of cleaning solution that's helps sterilize, um, the skin and things like that, um, directly afterwards, like the entire thing. 
So that's the reason why I said I become I become quite anal as far as cleaning them afterwards, because let's say there was some blood that I didn't see run down the blade and maybe I missed that area to clean or something like that. So I, that, I'm always cautious with that. That's all. I like this, the, the safety you take with this. It, it's it makes me feel, feel better about when people want to do this. I can make sure that I can tell them in the future that cleanliness is very important in, in all of this, that you may want to, that I don't have a problem with multiple partners as long as you do was do, do right by them in between them. And that in, involves the cleaning, the, the communication, the, the prophylactics or whatever you use, whatever you two agree on. I think that so many people, they just, they get excited knowing that, oh, this person may let me do do this, and then they forget to go through the full lineup of things you need to do before you play. Before I let you go, I want to know more about the machete spanking. Like, I mean, I think that is a good note to end on. Okay, well, um, I take my machetes or two pretty large knives, for instance, and I just use them like drumsticks, you know, and I play a beat, a rhythm. If there's music playing in the background, I spank that ass <laughs> with the uh, <laughs> with the machetes, to, you know, to the rhythm of the music. Um, so, you know, pretty much I just use them like, well, in this case, two sharp paddles. Um, sharp paddles. And just, just go to town. Uh, what about the, I worry about the, because for, Sometimes in the black community, we tend to have um, more robust booty meat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. How do you how do you not uh, cut them on the reverb when the booty bounce back um, after you hit it? Back? How do you not accidentally whoops little slice take a little off the top there? It's it's just a straight up and down motion usually. Um, I never I never uh, do like an underhand motion, mm-hmm. you know. I never do an underhand motion. If if I'm actually going to strike a person with my machete or machetes, it's always strictly an up and down motion. That's the way to keep that from happening. I mean, even with all that jiggle, you know, as long as you're going straight up and down, you you shouldn't have any problems. <laughs> what about those big rectangular knives, like the butcher knives? I have I've I, I've actually been meaning to get one. <laughs> well, two, because like I said, I like to work with two. I like to work with. You know, both my hands. But uh, yeah, I've been meaning to get those. That trust me, that's what that's on the Amazon shopping list. Yeah, that's yeah. Is there like a certain quality of knife, or there? Because I know somebody out there has got to be making knife play specific knives. Like they've got to be making them. Oh yeah, definitely. I I came across uh, one particular. Um, oh my goodness. Well, anyway, somebody I follow, uh, for instance, on TikTok, she was gifted a like. Uh, acrylic not not acrylic um so, well some type of plastic uh shaped butcher knife it, it was entirely made of plastic or whatever this clear plastic like material was and it was shaped like a butcher knife it had like a little bit of an edge on it um i thought that was really cool but when it comes to materials as far as it goes you can't go wrong with stainless steel less chance of rusting after you you know when you clean it and uh, or if it gets wet um and you know just you know it's easier to clean um so it's always stainless steel or in this case something like that that i've mentioned that that whole entire plastic 
because there's no risk of really cutting anybody with that um, as well. So it's really safe in that particular instance, this particular um, butcher knife, plastic butcher knife that she had. Um, but there's vendors out there that you can just search. I mean, a lot of times you can even just do a Google search. And of course, Google will do all the work for you as far as finding these vendors or some somebody on Amazon or Etsy where you can find these uh, these particular type of knives or find somebody to do a custom knife for you. Uh, you know, it, it, it really is just left up to your imagination because I guarantee you somebody can make it for you if you're not able to. We said our goodbyes when I stopped recording. I didn't just cut them off, but that is the end of Knife Play Part 2. Thank you for listening. You can find him at allmylinks.com backslash Sir Dreaded Prince. He is on everything, including OnlyFans. You know, watch him throw some ass. I'm not sure if that's what he's doing, but, you know. As for me, this is GR Heaton. Well, I am your host, GR Heaton. You can find me everywhere on Snapchat, on Twitter. Be careful with that Twitter. I'm just going to warn you. On Instagram, you can also find the podcast page at the Kinky Heaton Podcast on Instagram. If you like this episode, like it, review, all positive things, I hope. If you don't like it, shh, just tell me I'm listening. Like I said, I'm GR Heaton. Come find me. I want to hear all about it. Otherwise, I will see you next week, Tuesdays as always.